Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Is still not recording. Okay, there we go. All right. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a quarantine edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined, as always, by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can catch us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at The Only Colors. Today is uh, some day in April, I think. (laughs) Uh, And... Michigan State is the virtual national champion, according to many publications. And, John, it's not helping. I hate it. I'm just going to say it. It's not helping. You know what? Fine. You're not helping anyone. I don't – I just, like, a lot of – I had – this is not the type of closure I was looking for. (laughs) No, it's not. It's really – it's hard to – like, I get why they're doing it, like – it's a content, content baby. Content. You need content. And honestly, at a certain point, I'm glad we have something to like yell about and for me to feel feelings about. But it just is not helping. Like, it's just it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. Yeah. So, I mean, we got I've seen at least four Sims now. handed it to oh, the yeah. So which I, would, is, uh, I would like to would I'd you, like to sh- go ahead. Oh, which would you rather have? Um, the 2020 virtual championship or the uh, printed t-shirt for the Chicago Bulls summer league championship. (laughs) I still have it saved on my phone. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, if I could get a, uh, if I could get a t-shirt that says virtual, no, that's just too depressing. Give me the, give me the Bulls. Give me the summer league. That just so aptly describes the Chicago Bulls franchise. It's perfect. <laughs> I love Michael it. Jordan and the summer league championship. Um, the yeah. best is the t-shirt has all the rings from the six years in the nineties and then the <laughs> seventh next to it. Oh my God. You know that like just some drunk graphic designer was like, oh shit, I was supposed to make something for this. And they're like, well, how do we make this seem important? The problem was they posted it and I immediately was like, it's great. 
It's <laughs> perfect. Keep it. I need it. Um, so that's where we're at. Um, before we dive in, because we do have some, believe it or not, actual stuff to talk about. Um, I'd like to personally thank all the people who came out, I guess it was two weeks ago, uh, and, and streamed with us on Mixer. Um, we watched. <laughs> that did happen. Yeah. At some point, we watched the Cotton Bowl, the good one, the good Cotton Bowl. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And that was really fun. And we're going to, we're, it's not the last time we'll do it. We're going to do it. Um, I think what we're going to do, just I guess a quick programming note, is we're probably going to alternate podcasts and stream like every other week, just because, you know, unless there's like some big things to talk about um, that come up. But until then, we're, yeah, we're just going to kind of alternate between the two, switch back and forth, as Ray Allen would say. Um, so, yes, that was really fun. Now, we are leaning on you guys heavily because you are smarter than we are for mm-hmm. suggestions as to games that we should watch. Now, we want to do football, obviously, and basketball. Started with football because it won the vote in a very close vote. But uh, if you guys have suggestions, you know, we're we are all ears. Yeah, anything I mean, to add, I'll watch anything. I don't care. Have you, been, have you been big on like watching the old um i know they've been replaying like jordan bulls games on wgm and stuff like that have you been getting into the retro rewatches at all you know the only game that really i was interested in you know the game i want to watch most if we're going to do our rewatch is the yes. uh, magic bird game because i've never seen the whole thing i, I don't think i've ever seen uh, almost any of it yeah i mean that sounds fun i mean i know who wins and uh, uh spoiler alert be, i i don't mind seeing magic just do some crazy things to some dorks from indiana that sounds yeah. fun it does i agree so if you, we'll put that one on the poll okay uh, for, for next time see if people see if the people agree um, but in, in, I suppose, real world news, um, yeah, some stuff has happened since the last time we were, we were chatting, including a, a couple non, well, one non-surprising MSU thing, and then one semi-surprising MSU thing that directly impacts the, uh, the 2020 roster. The non-surprising thing would be that Xavier Tillman has officially declared to, uh, go to enter his name into the NBA draft. Now, that does not mean the same thing that it meant as a refresher uh, a year or so, two years ago. Um, Tillman does still have the ability to come back to school because he did not hire an agent. So basically, no, he, he did. You can hire agents now, Austin. But he can still come back to school. Yeah, you can hire agents and still come back to school. Sweet. Okay. Well, see, I'm learning things too. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he hired an agent, but can still come back to school. So basically, he's going to go through the whole process um, as he should. And frankly, I think it'd be it'd be smart of everyone to just expect that he goes pro. He's getting mocked in a lot of first rounds. Um, I think you and I both agree he's probably a, he's got some role as a future pro, whether he's a star or not, is a different conversation. But um, yeah, so he he has gone pro. John, any thoughts? He's getting first round love, and if you do, I think you got to do it. Um, and the problem for him is the mocks are showing him kind of at the very end of the first round, which is dangerous territory um, because there's a difference between the guaranteed money from first round to second round. 
um, he can consult with Draymond on that. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think the, uh, and Deontay Davis, uh, I think the yeah. other thing to consider is, you know, he does have two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a big factor. He can't, still can't shoot reliably in games, which is going to be a big concern in the NBA. But one NBA um, GM, I think, recently came out and said, you know, Xavier Tillman is a guy that won't be, will be never make an all star team, but he'll outlast most of the guys that get drafted in front of him as far as uh, tenure in the NBA goes. I thought that was an interesting comment. You know what? I think that is probably the most astute. That means this guy has genuinely watched Xavier play yeah. because yeah. I think the advantage he has on most guys of his age is that the skills that he needs to learn, the parts of his game that need refinement are the most refinable parts of your game, which would be mm-hmm. your handle and your, your shooting. Like if he can just go stay in the gym forever and ever and ever and just get a lot better at those things you can't it, it's much more, i shouldn't say you can't but it's much more difficult to teach great defense to teach you can't really teach his attitude or the experience that he's gotten at michigan state and like the parts of his game that are so good like his shot blocking uh you well, know just uh, blocking, huge yeah shot blocking despite being undersized he has a the type of instinct that on defense a little bit like Draymond does, right? Where he just is always positioned and uses his body so well. And the the reason GMs are drooling is, I mean, we the same reason we fell in love with him in the second half of the season is he could defend literally anybody. And he has tape of defending Zion. Like Yes, he does. If you can do that, like we can find a spot for you in a rotation in the NBA and we'll work on as you mentioned, a few of those other things, because he can certainly play at the pace um, with Cassius Winston um, as his point guard. So there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity for him. Um, And if he does go, I'm going to be so pumped for him. And, you know, I mean, I, every team that a Michigan state player plays for becomes my new favorite team. So go to Memphis, go to Memphis, go to Memphis, go to Memphis. Exactly. Um, I, I will second all of that. And I think if you want to think of it in really simple terms, he's good at the hard stuff. He's already good at the hard stuff. He's got to get uh, good at the the quote unquote easy stuff or just like the, the teachable stuff. So I think his future as a pro, whether it's this year or next year, whenever, is, um, is uh, pretty high. I, I do think that it's interesting the timing of all of this stuff this you know covid uh coronavirus stuff i think is really an interesting he's he's one of the test cases that i think is the most interesting because like you said he falls in that late first round early second area and he's probably not going to have the he well he definitely won't have the same types of opportunities Who, who's to say he'll have any opportunities to work out for teams in in the first person mm-hmm. like you know that can be a huge deal for a player like him um and you, you just wonder how that might affect teams' opinions of him. I don't know if it'll work in his favor or not in his favor, but um, I think some of the things he does so well are, you know, impresses people in meetings and in person. And I just wonder if that will uh, be enough to get him over the hump. So who knows if that'll affect him coming back or going. But I think it's an interesting factor that literally no prospects, no class of prospects have ever had to face before. 
No kidding. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So um, Tillman is the one that I think everybody saw coming. Another interesting. Now this is speculation. We don't like to speculate, but it is worth noting that Mark. That oh my god, I almost said Mark Antonio. Uh, Tom Izzo uh, gave us a status update on one Josh Blankford. John, you were telling me about this, so I will let you uh, give the update. Yeah, I wouldn't put too many eggs in this basket, but the fact that Tom Izzo is still providing updates on the Josh Lankford saga indicates that um, I guess it's not completely out of the realm of possibilities that Josh returns next year. So he will find out in the next month or two, I guess was the quote, that from his doctors on his final status, and he can choose to you know, go pro um, wherever, uh, return or retire. And I guess, you know, I hope he, for his sake, is able to play again. And if that means at Michigan State or anywhere else, you know, I'm rooting for it. I just, he, he like, will join Kalen and who else as what ifs, you know? Delvon Rowe. Delvon Rowe, what ifs? Yeah, kind of just those two. Um, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think it's interesting that it's even being discussed. I think that's the only thing really worth noting here is that it is the fact that it's still a conversation being had at this point is crazy. Um, now I, I think, you know, if we want to play the game, I mean, shit, we're in quarantine. We might as well think about some, some stuff that could make us happy at some point. Uh, if he were to come back, I don't think it's as big a get as having Xavier come back, but I think the impact given the construction of next year's roster, potential construction of next year's roster would be uh, almost equally impactful. Um, MSU, and we will get into this in a second. uh, They don't have a ton of options at guard at the moment. Um, it's really, you know, the, the point guard situation is looking like Rocket Watts, uh, if you foster lawyer, I suppose. And then I know there are people that I'm forgetting right now, but, um, you know, it's, it's AJ Hogger, the freshman is another big one there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's, it's going to be, you know, Gabe yeah. Brown and that, that's, it's, it's kind of a thin group. So, uh, the thought of having a guy like Josh Langford back, even if it's 80% of what it used to be, um, is potentially potentially a big deal. Again, you, it's very important to take this with a grain of salt. The guy hasn't played ba- basketball in essentially two full years by the time November rolls around, um, and uh, there's really no telling what you'll what you'll get from him. So, it, and the chances of him even you know choosing to come back are are interesting. So, yeah. um, worth discussing just because of the situation that we're in currently. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But we're not putting all our eggs in that basket, as mentioned, because Tom is hitting the recruiting trail, and he's got his eyes on two um, targets as we quarantine this out. First, (laughs) and probably number one, is Kareem Maine, who is a five-star combo guard from Canada, Montreal, I believe. Um, Michigan State a little late to the party on getting in on Kareem. who is projected as a Marquette uh, future commit, but it's really been narrowed down very quickly to uh, Marquette and Michigan State as the true favorites. And as you mentioned, with um, such a thin backcourt, Kareem Maine would be looking at 
potentially immediate playing time. Yeah, so and you're talking about a kid who would definitely play, but I mean, you might be talking about a starter. Mm-hmm. It is up for up for possibility. You know, we'll at a later pod after we, the Xavier Tillman and Josh Langford um, and these the end of the recruiting trail hit you know finalizes we'll probably provide a little clearer picture of what we think the the minute layout would be right but if josh lankford yeah you know doesn't return as expected kareem main could be walking into a potential starting point guard position but he is a combo guard keep that in mind Um, right and that'll be one of the interesting parts of this year is you know I think that's the most crucial question facing. It's the second most crucial question facing Michigan State athletics in general from a personnel standpoint. The first is who's your quarterback. The second is who's your point guard. Uh, So unless you're facing a uh, unknown territory in that world for the first time in like three years. So that'll be very interesting. And, And the answer to that this year from Michigan State's point of view is probably some some combo guard, be it Maine, be it Rocket. Who knows? There are some other interesting opportunities out there uh, from a grad transfer perspective. So this, there's only probably one real opportunity left. Um, Carl Jones from Radford, he committed to Louisville uh, either last evening or two days ago. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't remember. It's all. No, no one can be sure. But Amari Hardy, point guard from UNLV. From Farmington, Michigan, um, leaving UNLV, uh, they have a new coach, so he is, uh, you know, gets the green light. He would be a senior, averaged 14 and a half points last year, 3.3 assists. This would be a, this would be a great minute stealing kind of guy. I don't know if he's your starter at point guard, but this would be add a lot of that answers to depth um, for the backcourt, if possible. Yeah, and those are going to be some of the most important questions to answer as this year comes. So, um, well, regardless, we'd probably be having these types of conversations on this podcast one way or the other on this day, no matter if the tournament had happened or not, because technically the season would be over now. Um, but now it's it's the off season. It's time to start thinking about these things and, you know, God willing, someday there will be sports again and uh, Michigan State will suit up. So it's it's time to start thinking about those things. But uh, Michigan State, not the only school facing some, uh, we'll call it interesting um, moves coming from for their roster. Uh, The Big Ten has turned into the big portal. Uh, It seems like every single team, there's at least seven that are that are losing somewhat important rotation players to the transfer portal. And John, do you want to walk us through those? Absolutely. Yeah. So I just included folks that played, you know, meaningful minutes. There are a handful of other guys that are moving elsewhere. Um, But yeah, a lot of programs, the big 10 are going to be looking at faces that maybe we thought would be uh, even starters next year going elsewhere. We'll start with um, Purdue one Matt harms. Um, is going to take his uh, gangly talents elsewhere. Um, I I saw something really funny with Matt Harms uh, on Twitter. 
Well, you know how every uh, Instagram jersey swap account is yeah. out there, you know, tipped in edits and things like that. Um, <laughs> somebody from Kentucky was apparently Kentucky expressed interest. And they're like, they, they photoshopped him into a Kentucky jersey. And like, would you like to see Matt Harms in a UK jersey? And somebody quote tweeted it because one of the two pictures they used was him walking off the court, holding his broken elbow. Why? Like he was like, <laughs> it was so funny. He's like leaning over and grabbing his elbow and like clearly wincing in pain. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, but it's just like a really good encapsulation of Purdue basketball. I felt like. God. All right. So Trevion Williams, Trevion Williams, by the way, just too good. Matt, I've got to get the F out of there. I get it. Sorry, dude. I oh. get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, Illinois, man, there, they went Boy. from, man. <laughs> Let me tell you, Illinois, Illinois bandwagon fandom is a uh, volatile place. It's, uh, they've what. had two teardowns now in four years of Brad Underwood. This is incredible. They are losing Kofi Coburn to the league, probably Ayo Dosunmu to the league. And then Alan Griffin and Tevion Jones are transferring. Like, how is this happening? What is happening? This guy, like, yeah, man, we talked about it on the likability index. I cannot, cannot imagine. His his players just must must not like him very much. I don't really know how else to explain it. Like, I don't know where these guys are like, think that they're going to go and play. If you're not going to play at like a, team with an 11-man rotation in, in Illinois. Dude, listen, listen. Here, here are their top players. Ready? Sophomore, Ayo Dusunmu, league. Kofi Coburn, league. Andres Felice, senior, gone. Sophomore, hey. Alan Griffin, transferring. Trent Frazier, who's somehow going to be a senior this year. Don't what? know how he, that's possible. He's wow. your best player. That's- that's that's unbelievable that he is only going to be a senior. That's I mean if it happens every year, that one is blowing my mind. It's un- I'm just like they lost their top four players. They do have a nice recruiting class coming in, so that's they do. Just nice, I suppose they do, but it's it's still just like how in the world are you? How is this happening? Like I, I just don't get it. But whatever. Is he just calling their families at night and just berating them? Like, what is he saying to his? What is he saying to his players? I don't know. Or he gave them so much money, and they're like, "Listen, we got to dip because these sanctions are coming, and they're coming fast." <laughs> it's it's got to be one of these two. Like, these guys all know where the bodies are buried, and they're like, "We got to get out of here." This is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that they was a lot have... of money. That was a lot. They they need to. They need Adam Miller, who's a, he's a pretty big recruit shooting guard. He's from Morgan Park High School here in Chicago. He is a commit, but he is not signed. They need that pretty badly right now. Yeah. I was going to say, good for Illinois for getting a Chicago recruit again, but apparently they didn't quite get a Chicago recruit again. Haven't locked it in. Um, so Illinois in shambles currently. Speaking of shambles, um, Maryland losing. I don't honestly know who's going to be in their front court. You think Michigan State has a backcourt problem? Wait till Michigan State gets to play Maryland's front court. They're losing 
more than likely Jalen Sticks Smith, Ricky Lindo, and the Mitchell twins, who didn't play much. They have, I don't know who's going to play for them. They're That's play. four players. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Truly, I'm looking at their roster like, man, Joshua Tomayak. I don't even know who that is. I watch almost every Big Ten basketball game. He played a 16 <laughs> game last year. Seriously. it's He's 6'10", and then you have Donta Scott, a freshman from last year, who's 6'7". Oh, yeah. It's going to get up. Like, these are the times, and as we keep, there are more, but as these are the times when I'm like, if I'm Xavier Tillman and I'm looking at all of this, I'm like, damn, dude, I could come back and just, and just be the favorite again. And I get to play Maryland and just get 47 rebounds in one game. (laughs) To consider, we should consider it. It's just something to think about. Man. All right. You take the next one. You can pick. Yes. So the yeah, I get to pick the next one. Oh, so the the biggest one to me, like the the, the big ones to me, the remaining uh, is Ohio State. Ohio State is getting decimated. Um, they're having uh, Caleb Wesson is gone. Alonzo Gaffney is apparently um, going pro somewhere aside from the NBA, which is interesting. Um, and then they're losing two big. They're losing two big-time uh, contributors in DJ Carton and Luther Muhammad. I mean, you can make a very real argument that those are your second and third, but you, you might be down your your three best players going into next year at Ohio State. And I know they also have a good recruiting class, but if I'm not mistaken, Alonzo Gaffney was a big member of that. Um, mm-hmm. he so tough times for, for Chris Holdman there in, in Columbus as well. So, yeah, Ohio State kind of, they're gutted too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's going to make up their roster. You know, the big piece for them is is, is Caleb Wesson coming back. Um, that oh, he's coming ever, back. Well, that's... that's he's a junior? That, yeah, his brother <laughs> is the uh, senior. We wow. don't know. We don't know about Caleb. Um, well, Caleb should come back. He's, he's not entered, made for the NBA. I believe he has entered his name, you know, into the. Sure. Oh, no, nope, I'm sorry. I'm mistaken. He tweeted he would forgo his final year of eligibility and declare for the draft. So he's hey. gone. Man. So, so let's go back to what you mentioned about if Xavier were to come back. I'm just going to read you the top performers in the Big Ten that were six, eight or taller last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Luca Garza, he he's a junior. He could come back. Okay, I don't know what his Indeed. situation is. He's quite good. Oturu, gotta think he's gone, right? Jalen Smith gone. Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana, he's gone. Caleb Wesson gone. Kofi Coburn gone. Lamar Stevens gone. Nate Reavers, yeah. John Teske, Matt Harms. Mike Watkins, you're starting to hear like there's all those dudes are gone. Like is Teske gone or is Teske back? I thought Teske was. Oh, he'll be. Ah, uh, man, it's a good question. I I thought um, he was a senior. Yeah, he and he and Xavier Tillman were seniors. Oh man, Simpson, Jeff Jackson, Jeff Jackson. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. It's okay. 
So I'm just um, like consider Xavier coming back and he's going to be probably playing a lot of at the very least a watered down version of the big men from last year. Man. And he so, just so happened to kind of dominate last year too. So um, the the uh, the opportunities would be abundant for him to have just massive games. Now, again, don't blame him if he goes at all, but uh, he could have some fun if he came back. That's for sure. Yeah, it's pretty wide open. And I guess the the silver lining is Xavier Tillman doesn't come back. Michigan State's front court is looking pretty strong. Obviously, having yes. an All-American candidate like Xavier Tillman would be incredible, but very deep front court for Michigan State. Yeah, it's kind of where everybody's at at this point. Um, a couple other ones. Uh, Nebraska has lost Cam Mack and uh, Gervais Green. Iowa so- lost Devin Pemsel to two, some rotation guys. And, and by the way, just to go back to Nebraska, those are two dudes who were actually good on a team that was horrendously bad. Yeah, Nebraska's kind of a revolving door of sorts right now. I mean, you've got Kobe King coming in. That's uh, right. You know, Cam Mack was the best player on their really, really bad team. I don't know. It's just, I mean, sure. People are leaving. People are coming in. I'm pretty sure Fred Hoiberg's just going to roll the balls out in November and be like, so who's yeah. on the team? Is you know, this I, like a tree tree falls in the forest, but no one's around to hear it type of thing? Like technically there's a team. It's not that big a deal though. Yeah. I mean, I I'm Fred will figure it out. He'll turn it into West Lansing sooner or later, just like his days. <laughs> at hey, follow the money. That's uh, right, man. Fred always does. The final one that really, um, stood out to me as seemingly significant is David DeJulius transferring from Michigan. Um, they're also lost two potential guys to other leagues in Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner. Um, I would assume that one or both of them end up coming back, which makes DeJulius to me the, the impactful one, because now this is a team that was already not a great backcourt once livers got hurt um and now they have lost like we said the aforementioned jeff jackson um and now david DeJulius, who was honestly probably going to be that starting uh point guard next year he's walking away from that uh because uh well i don't know why he's doing it but he he's potentially walking away from that and now they're left with eli brooks a guy who i have openly clowned on this program many times and a few freshmen potentially it's that that's going to make that that backcourt's going to get real thin real quick for that yeah it's a it's a tough situation and a, a transfer that took a lot of people by surprise i think a lot of people were looking further down the bench as someone who might take off um Really surprised David DeJulius is the name that popped. Um, teams that have reached out already, um, Maryland uh, is is one who is very interested. Former Mi- Michigan assistant coach DeAndre Haynes um, used to coach uh, DeJulius his freshman season. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see DeJulius in a Maryland uniform. Um, I think we saw enough out of DeJulius offensively to know that he can hang in the conference. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, I also just can't get the vision, the visual of Cassius absolutely shredding him and clowning him after he slaps the floor and claps oh, his that face was a couple tough. times out of my head. So but who among uh, us? I mean, that, yeah. 
I get it. Who could have seen antagonizing a first team All American going wrong? Mistakes were made. Mistakes were uh, made. Regrets. We all have them. So that's just as of April, beginning of April. I'm I'm guessing there will be a little bit more movement, um, and then we're going to start to see uh, those hard commits if from freshmen if they start to to sign the dotted line and and because I believe. Uh, the next National Signing Day is coming up, um, where people have to put pen to paper. Uh, I wish I had that date in front of me, but what are you going to do? Oh, there's nothing we can do, really. Um, all right, so <laughs> transfers, lots of them. Uh, okay, so now we are on to football. Hey, everybody remember football? Uh, yeah, so spring practice canceled. I think, actually, you know where we should start? We should start here. Um, I saw Michigan State's win-loss, I think it was Bovada, mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. four and a half. The yep. Roadrunners came out at four and a half games. Big facts. That number isn't great. No, it's not fun. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an awesome number to see. And it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I don't really know what else to say aside from four and a half. I think we, I think that's a number that leaves a lot to be desired, I think. Mm-hmm. Is the phrase. Um, but then, yeah, you, you take a peek at that schedule and you ask yourself, where to five, like, where do you feel really good about five wins? Like, look yourself in the mirror. I'd rather not. Really good about five wins. And it gets, it gets, it's dicey. It gets dicey, and I think I think um, if this had come out and there had been normal spring ball and things of that nature, I would be legitimately upset about the the slander coming our way. I'd be um, the chip on the shoulder, the old disrespect play would be huge right here, a massive amount of disrespect. However, um, I am legitimately a little concerned about the fact that this team is going to struggle to get to five to six wins. Um, now, on the, rec- on, the rec- on the record, I will say that I would take the over here. I think they can get to five wins. I don't think that the middle to bottom part of their schedule is that tough. It's just the top is damn near impossible. Um, so, but we are now in a world where they there is a brand new head coach, as we're all very familiar. We like him quite a bit. Um, there is also a brand new quarterback and a lot of starters on the defense that are, uh, you know, not exactly seasoned vets. And on top of all that, there's no spring practice. There's probably no summer practice. And who's to say how long the, uh, fall practices will go. Uh, so, you know, uh, when you realize that they might be basically rolling into week one, with almost no in-depth knowledge of how they're supposed to play the game, this particular brand or game of football, you, you, there's going to be a lot of learning on the fly. It is going to be a, it is a massive test for Mel Tucker in this year one. I don't love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> Not ideal. I'm uncomfortable. Um, yeah. The, yep. I think it's worth pointing out. Uh, seven of the 12 opponents are in the top 29 of ESPN's S&P Plus index. Mm. So that and that leaves uh, 
home against Northwestern at BYU, home against Toledo, and then you skip seven games because <laughs> you play all seven of them in a row. Oh and then Rutgers and then at Maryland, which at that point, I'm not sure if those games are going to, I don't know what they'll, they'll could be playing for. We don't know. So, oh. but, but <laughs> could start out hot. <laughs> could. And I'll also point, say this, Michigan state does have a schedule that, that, it would undeniably be a number one uh, seed in the playoff if they were to run the team. Mm, you know what? That's the type of spin zone I like. I just strength of schedule. Uh, I really appreciate that. I needed that to get through this day. Um, yeah, I, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and I really think that this is hurting new coaching staffs more than more than the usual. Uh, you know. Uh, switch over might so um that that sucked in better news michigan state still doesn't have a single commit in the class of 2021 <laughs> yeah but i will tell you we are working on it <laughs> yeah the, the offers are being made uh re-offers are being made uh, mm-hmm. these are the these are the things we know um rumblings on the message boards are that the first commit is actually kind of right around the corner, supposed to come in the next day or so uh, speculation that it might be an in-state kid um, who plays running back. I'll let you guys figure the rest out. And if I'm wrong, you you can't tell me who I was wrong about. So I win either way. Um, so, yeah. So now I guess the question is, you know, all, all joking and sarcasm aside, should we be worried, John, that there are no current commits to that Michigan State football recruiting class. For me, it's hard to make any decision beyond do I want to get out of bed today during the pandemic? So I can't imagine deciding where I would go to school. Okay. Just just to consider, I think it's hard to commit to anything right now. I Today, I committed to putting on pants. and Wow. That is a win. You so, did. Mm-hmm. I just don't impressive. think we should, you know, I just don't think we should live in a world where we, you know, <laughs> need to, we, you know, let's make decisions when we feel like it. And <laughs> I just don't want to push anybody. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever uh, watched Parks and Rec? Yeah. Okay, so you just reminded me of uh, Paul Rudd's character, Bobby Newport. He's like my, and in one of the, like the debates when he's running for mayor, he just goes, "My opinion on that is, you know, why can't we all just like get along?" <laughs> and that's essentially what I just heard from you. It's like, you know, I wish everyone could just be be cool about it. Like it doesn't have to be a bit, just be cool, you know. Um, well, the twilight is harsh. The Twitter was getting harsh out here with people, you know, commenting on the fact that uh, Michigan State doesn't have any recruits. And it's like, well, listen, maybe (laughs) we those guys weren't going to play anyway. So, yeah, whatever. Think about that. that. Let's egg on your face. Uh, Yeah. So, I, you know, I I, in all in all reality, um, 
I don't think it's really a big deal that they don't have too many recruits or any recruits to this point. Um, nice spin zone. You know, I mean, it, it, would you like to have some? Yes, obviously. But uh, the fact that they don't, I, I, to me, I'm just not going to get too bent out, of, bent out of shape about it. The, the ability to get them is, is still there. Um, and you're just going to have, you know, the pressure is just going to be on to, to go out there and, and kill it um, when the, the doors of the stadium do open up and you can actually get kids on campus. I, I think this might end up being sort of like a nationwide thing, too. I don't think this is going to be unique to Michigan State that um, – Except you for know, Ohio State, who has 15 commits, what? three five stars, and 10 four stars. You know, <laughs> sometimes the world's just not a fair place. And uh, this seems like one of those instances. 15? Um, that's absurd. Yeah, that's just that's just annoying, really. Um, God, death taxes and friggin' death Honestly, got death taxes in Ohio State football. Like that's kind of where we're at, like in the in the world right now. Um, so yeah, I'm not personally too too worried about it, but you know, here we are. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over two million vehicles and fifty thousand more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey, we'll we'll get one, and when we do, that kid. Well, we'll I'll tell you what. We'll rock it up. We'll rocket up the uh, rankings charts for recruits <laughs> from zero to yeah. to rank. We're not ranked. Yeah. Yes. Can't rank anyone who doesn't have anyone. So you just you just can't do it. It wouldn't be responsible. Um, so here we are. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the fun stuff. The actual sports stuff is now out of the way. You guys asked for it, so we're going to give it to you. People seem to enjoy it. Last time we did the coach like ability index. For Big Ten basketball coaches, and now that we have gone past basketball season, we are officially back in football season. That's what that means. And we're going to do this for the Big Ten football coaches. Um, I think it's important to frame this as like you're picturing working with these guys in like a uh, the movie office space in a mm-hmm. office space type of environment. Okay. I just yeah. think it's important, an important context clue for for people. Yeah, now I'm putting my, you know, I'm putting myself in that headspace right now so we can walk through these candidates. Your thinking pants? Are those (laughs) that you put on this morning? Deodorant and everything. It's quite a day. (laughs) I'm no joke, genuinely impressed. I didn't, (laughs) like, I've been wearing shorts or some version of joggers and sweatpants for the last like month. So I'm, I am genuinely impressed with you, but anyways, 1.5 days of not drinking currently (laughs) killing it. Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) Life's so hard. Um, okay. Coach like ability index. I think we should start at the bottom and make our way to the top. So, um, (laughs) I started and labeled this um, group as 
what I think of as arson threats. Like oh. these people might just, they, they might like they're either love their job so much that they all burn it to the ground or they hate it so much that they want nothing more than to burn it from the to the ground. So those are kind of like the two types of people I'm picturing in this group. And it will come as exactly zero amount of surprise that Jim Harbaugh is the lead candidate in this. Uh, it, like they're the type of kid that had the pet and they love the pet so much that they killed it. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's who I picture these, also known as like serial killers. That's what I Harbaugh, picture these people as. Harbaugh seems like a guy that I would have a rat for a pet. You know the rat kid from <laughs> elementary school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they graduated to the ferrets. And became yeah. Ferrets. Yep. Harbaugh's yeah. rat kid. Yeah, Harbaugh's rat kid for sure. <laughs> He's just like you throw trash in the recycling bin, like recycling bin, and he just screams at you. Like he doesn't <laughs> like. There's no like gentle anything. He is absolutely berating you. And then you ask him, Jim, what the hell's wrong with you? He's like, Oh, you know, just trying to keep this place clean. <laughs> trying to do my part. <laughs> totally calm, normal, not a big deal. Um, that's that's what I that's what I picture here. The other two members of this are again no surprise, but uh, ultimate rage guy Greg Schiano, and um, I put Fitz in this category. Well, for me, Schiano is a guy who left our company. No one really knew he left, and then a couple of years went by, and then he was just back at his old desk, and we were like, "Oh, hey, huh. did you leave?" And he's like, well, right. And he, and he, like, he kind of like saves face and he's just kind of like, you know, I couldn't resist, couldn't resist this place. But deep down, like we both know that he fucking failed out wherever he came from. (laughs) He's been sleeping in his car outside for a month and a half. Couldn't he, you know, makes these weird jokes like, couldn't keep me out of here. Like, yeah. the key card still worked. And we're like, <laughs> okay, Greg. <laughs> like, someone should really look into that. <laughs> hey, hey, HR really let us down. Wow. And then that's... we ask him, like, so what do you do? Like, what's your, and he's like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> ah, you know, same old, same old. Same old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is a major HR oversight. <laughs> and then there's fits who interned here and never left just never left and like we all feel bad for him because he never left they're like he never got to see anything else this is like a guy who you know married his high school sweetheart and we're like <laughs> buddy that's really cool that's but awesome then, for you and then when he leaves we're yeah. like man he missed out on some interesting stuff yeah, and he's <laughs> he uh yeah he's he's married at 21. He, he got married in college and is just kind of looking around like four years later, like wow, I've been married for te- four years, <laughs> I'm still yeah. here. The guy that texts you on St. Patrick's Day and is like, man, what are you up to? And you like say you're out wherever at the bar or whatever you're doing, and he's like. Man, that sounds so cool. I'm at home with the kids. And it's like you're the <laughs> like same a, age. Just, you're like, just oh. clean the oven. And you're like, do you want me to take a picture of what I'm doing, or how can I help? Yeah. Like he's the type of dude where if just like the he has the a bad enough day, 
like that's when the, he lights the match and just throws it into the the uh, the the recycling bin and just lights that whole place on fire. Also, he's one bad day away from just taking everything down with him. Alternate angle because Fitz has earned intern here and never left. He's never like he's so doesn't know anything outside of this place, which actually makes him good sometimes, but not great. Yeah. So he's able he's, to like win a little bit, but not like not anything to about. Not enough to not be weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, going to, on to our friend then, Tim Tom Allen. <laughs> Tim Tom, good old TT. Um, yes, he and uh, Jeff Brom. I picture them as the guys who a couple different things. They are always wearing the company branded gear. Yeah. Like, always sure. like the the summer outing shirt from four years ago with its yeah. got the yellow pits and the holes. He's wearing <laughs> that to work on Casual Friday. Um, like they're always wearing that. He's also the guy who raids the supply closet and takes stuff home. Like you see him walking down the hall with like a box of uh, plastic spoons, and you're like, Jeff, Tom, where are you? Where are you? Where are you guys going? And like, oh, oh, Jeff, why are you submitting an order for colored pencils for office supplies? <laughs> He's like, uh, who's who's ordering bed sheets? We like, guess what's that what's... back to school is coming up for you, Jeff. But like, come on, bro. This isn't the school. <laughs> this is work. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and another good point I think you put on here is they're they're always the first in line for the for the catered lunch and they're always taking seconds and leftovers not like a full kit. not like you know that you get the chipotle catering and it's in those big tin or whatever like aluminum foil trays he's just slapping some tin foil on the top of that bad boy and taking it home like on this public transportation he's carrying that huge ass thing maybe even one of the leftover burners not ashamed <laughs> leftover Burner. and there's like only <laughs> it's not full it's just got got a couple yeah. things in it and that's like, the only see, thing yeah. oh i mixed this in with my last one it'll be fine like <laughs> these guys are just just perfectly no happy. shame this is none here's what i want you to do the next time you're at you know the, the catered lunch situation and people are like people get like a little um hawkish like do they they like circle it like vultures like can i come first you know these guys don't have that problem you know they go straight for it but i here's what i want you to to note next time you're near one of these lunches the people that have like a little bit of shame or like whatever they're gonna say something just loud enough that maybe you could hear it while they're taking the food they'll be like Oh, this looks so good. Or they'll be like, I missed lunch today. Or they'll be like, <laughs> they like justify it under their breath. Like it's so weird. They don't want people to know just how incredibly necessary and excited they are. Oh my God. I, mean, I know that I know this move. This is whereas, such a real move. I know. And whereas like Brahm and Alan will just bust <laughs> up their They'll belly up to that bar. <laughs> Those guys are coming up. They're like, oh, yeah. Just, just like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, These man, that's so funny. Their, they put their lunch back into the refrigerator <laughs> and come and eat the they're, they're also dropping. The, no, they might they might heat up the lunch and then put, like, the dress. Here's, here's their move. 
they are the first in line. They're dropping the spoons back into like the, the fajita veggies. They're not caring. They don't care about anybody else that's in the way. And then afterwards, when there's like the leftovers are like maybe some of the salsa and some sour cream, they're going to get in their food that they brought in, warming it up and throwing some toppings on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's it's like the, really the best example of it would be, um, you know, uh, when you get a pot belly, when they bring you the mayo and the jardinier and all that stuff. Yeah. These guys got that sandwich in the fridge for a just in case, just in case of the pot belly day. And they're this bringing that a- bad boy. I'm just dressing it up. Oh, these are guys that just that hunt down the top to that mayo and take it <laughs> home. Who's got the top? Who's got the top? Who's got the top? Where's the top? Honey, don't need to buy helmets. We're set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my wife's going to love this. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right, anyways. <laughs> Let's move on to career mid-management. This one was a layup. Paul yeah, Chris. This is as easy as it gets. Paul, oh, man. Paul, Paul has settled in to his one-window office and at his job where he is essentially – like he's one of those stories where, where if he looked you in the eye and legitimately came clean with you, you'd be like, I haven't done anything in six years. <laughs> I just keep telling people that they need to do things. And then I say that I manage them. Like that's, sure. that's all this guy is. He's a people person. Damn it. Um, <laughs> he has no that, interest. That's what I push him as. He has no interest in moving up because that would expose him. Exactly. He's he, nestled he, so nicely into this delicate little pocket of perfection. He's actually quite smart. Because his his more his lifetime earnings value is actually higher if he stays quiet here and just runs it out for forty years, versus taking the chance of the promotion and being exposed and being let go. He is the human embodiment of running out the clock. He's like, just four corners offense, baby. Yeah, just pass it around, guys. There's no shot clock here. We're just passing around. Pass the rock. No, it's He's the um, first to give budget back so that like so that people are just like think of him and be like, wow, man, Paul is always a company first guy. So he like keeps company. a low profile. He is he is as much of a company man as anybody could possibly be. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, that's funny. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then you got the guys who um, these guys are posting on social media about their work a lot oh yeah this is uh james franklin and pj fleck um yeah they're really into really into their job and they're really motivated they came from a startup mentality right of course grinders uh i think these guys are probably the most active on linkedin of anybody that you work with, like they're posting, they're sharing like the stuff that Mark Cuban posts a lot. Oh Probably. yeah. Um, <laughs> motivational speaker stuff. Yeah. And like, if you ever need a volunteer or like, you know, you're all hands meetings, they're always asking questions and their questions aren't even always questions. They're just reiterating what the boss just said. Mm-hmm. So like he knows that you were listening. He's like, Oh, so can I can confirm that this is taking place on Thursday. <laughs> Yes, it's the old Adam Schefter uh, hack where you just put 
can confirm. <laughs> sources say. Or sources uh, also say to me. Adam, James, James Franklin is the guy that volunteers for uh, the fire patrol situation. <laughs> Throwing on the uh, the vest and is able to show you where how to exit the building. You know, you know he is. He's the guy who knows how to work the freight elevator. Like, yeah. he, he knows he knows where you need to get to, and he knows how you need to get there. Like this, dude's he's he's no dummy. He knows where all the like, he knows like that you've got that freight elevator in the back, and he knows what's below the first floor, or maybe like how to get to the roof of the building. Can I tell you, can I tell you, I used to work at an agency. This is not a joke. There's an agency I used to work at and there was a freight elevator. I knew exactly what you're talking about. And you, we had to use it to get in, you know, um, like the Christmas tree or like rarely would we ever have to use it because we were just, you know, a normal company. And then sure. <laughs> one day the James Franklin of my company at that time showed me that you could actually access different floors of the building that were not inhabited and it's like yeah you could like totally sleep here and i was like (laughs) what that's awfully specific (laughs) why is the first thing we want to do is (laughs) yeah wait huh so that was like uh, i i guess you're right but what? Certainly can do that. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get off here and walk upstairs. Hi. Do you know if the windows work? Because I'm <laughs> gonna jump out. Hold on. I need to make a phone call. Yes, nine one one. This is an emergency. Speaking <laughs> of, PJ, I told you this before the pod. If he, this is a guy that if he had never came back to work because you found out he was in jail for stalking a <laughs> celebrity, you wouldn't be surprised. God, no, yeah. <laughs> I think the big, the biggest point of intrigue w- with you here. Oh, PJ's in jail. Mm-hmm. The two first thing, the two things I would say was first is again, mm-hmm. and the second would be <laughs> what for? <laughs> like, like that because it could because it could be anything. Like I, could, you could tell me anything, and I'd be like, yeah, all right, like I'll P- buy it. PJ also called the resident uh, uh, <laughs> the business affairs and law lawyer from our company to see if he could represent him. And we're oh. like, PJ, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. And PJ's like, fine, I'll represent myself. He's definitely, <laughs> he, he's, rep, he's, he's self-represented. There's no questioning. Um, I, can, I can learn how to be a lawyer in that time. No problem. Oh, no, I love reading books. I love reading books. I'm on Wikipedia all the time. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. I know how to do this. He repeats himself a lot. He's also, <laughs> I'm trying to think, um, he, he definitely rides his bike to work. There's no this, question about you mentioned it. These, last time on basketball when you mentioned these are the guys that um, don't drink coffee, but they definitely do, they definitely have a, a little, sniff, uh, little sniff of the cocaine before work every once in a while. Oh, no question. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's really no in-between. There's, there's, you're either a Coke guy or a coffee guy. You just, <laughs> you're one or the other, buddy. And that's it. Um, so, yeah. Again, and again, these are big, um, the, the company outing. 
Mm-hmm. These are guys that are trying to organize like every event. So yes. Um, and they're always on like the culture committee too. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, yeah, PJ, PJ and James, some, some weird dudes. Um, we, we really made a lot of this next group, uh, with the basketball guys, not as many here today, uh, with the football guys. And those are the, the small talkers. And really the more I'm thinking about this, these are the, maybe this guy is more of like the best salesman. Mm. And that to me is Mike Loxley from Mm. Maryland. Like he's already getting recruits to come to Maryland. So you know, the dude could spin a good story. And Mm -hmm. I just picture running into him and you're like, Mike, uh, or, or you, you know, you run into him in the cafeteria or something or the, the, the kitchen and you ask him about his weekend and he's got, he doesn't tell you about his weekend, but he tells you a story about a weekend from like when he was a young man and like the crazy stuff he used to do. So it's not necessarily about like, hey, here's what I'm doing here and now because he's just kind of a boring guy in his 40s. He's like, oh, here's what I did way back when, when I was at this awesome place. Yeah. Don't you think makes me awesome. <laughs> I that's track with that. Yeah. He, he's a great salesman. Yeah, and he has some amazing stories from some really crazy times. And that actually helps make the sale. But then, like, you actually work with him and you're like, this isn't what I thought it would be. This. <laughs> so. What about the old times? We had fun talking about the old times. What about the old times? New times are good, man. Those old times. <laughs> We think for sure, bias aside, Mel Tucker would be someone we'd invite to a party, if only because of his shoe game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Mel Mel is, whether he's good at his job or not, remains to be seen. But he's the dude, again, the new hire, the new face, where you're like, this is a cool guy. Like, he's immediately, like, the cool guy at mm-hmm. the office everyone, like, wants to be friends with. But then other people are simultaneously, like, the arson threats are extremely threatened by Mel Tucker. They do not like Mel. No. No. They do not like Mel one bit. Um, Um, Even even I would say the B-list celebrity stalkers probably are a little hesitant to get too close. Like they just want to, they just want to get around him and check him out make sure he's a cool guy and really talk really, really fast and see if he can keep up. Um, But he, he's the new cool guy. And I think he's got a couple other cool dudes uh, along with him. And that's Scott Frost and Lovey Smith. I think they're each different versions of the cool guy, though. Very different. Scott Frost, to me, is flamed out cool guy. Um, We learned a little bit more about him, and we're not that impressed anymore. (laughs) He's six months in, and he still doesn't know how to, like, log into Salesforce. Yeah, not, and it's not on the top of his priority list either. Great resume, though. Fantastic resume. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's the guy you hired away from a Salesforce or like from a big name, you know, like company where you're like, Oh dude, this guy's got tremendous experience. He brought this, he was, he's, he was uh, LinkedIn's first employee. Wow. That's amazing. And then after about six months, you're like, he might not know what he's doing at all. There might be a reason he left. I can see it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another great resume, Lovey Smith. Um, Tremendous. not translating, but damn it, he's pretty cool, <laughs> and he's old enough where we're just all cool with waiting it out. Like, <laughs> it's all good. He's a, he's he's in a management position. 
like, yeah, it's just he, like whatever. He, he, he took, uh, like, he used to be the C, called the COO, mm-hmm. and, or CMO, and now he's, like, a marketing manager, and he's, like, reporting, he's, like, you know what I mean? Lovey's special projects. He's special projects. He's been moved to special projects. Yeah, like, you know, we didn't want to, like, give him the, we didn't want to knock him down or anything, but, like, we can't, can't have you doing actual work, because you're pretty bad at this, yeah. buddy. Because it's just not going to work out, lovey. Um, but he's a cool guy. He's got the awesome beard. There's one beard guy at every, at every school or at every job. He's the coolest dude. Yep, absolutely. Everyone's got a beard guy. Someone's got to do it. Lovey stepped up. Um, yeah. You know, we think Ryan Day, probably probably the wonder kid. Yeah, he's he's the closest parallel to me to a... Um, an office character in that he is Ryan from the office where he, you know, kind of started low and then just worked his way up and all of a sudden inherited this awesome situation and is not like, we're not sure if he's a fraud yet because he's only really been around for like one year and he walked into a loaded situation, but he, he's looking like early season Ryan as a, a bit of a wonderkind right now. Yeah, and we'll see if he flames out um, as becomes a drug addict um, and returns <laughs> as, you know, um, an assistant to to a, a different program later on. We'll see. Yeah, like he's he's cool, but, you know, he's also a dick. Absolutely. Don't want to hang out with this guy. No, you don't. And then I, I think the the ultimate in my mind, the best comparison of all of these is the CEO, the big boss, guy calling all the shots, is Kirk Ferentz. Like, think of him as an institution. Now, again, this company might not be a good company. I think it's very important to to uh-huh. to, to lay that foundation. Like, they, it's like a mid-tier marketing firm. Like, you've got your years when you land those big clients and you're really doing well and everyone's like wow this guy's got an identity he knows what he's doing and then you've got those years where you're like they should probably be doing better and then you've got those years where you're like they're bad this team really vacillates and yet they can't get rid of the ceo because he's been there and he's just done a great you know he's he's been there through the good times he's signed to a massive contract that he can't get out of and the PR would just look really bad. So, you know, Kirk's, he's just hanging, he's been around, he's a cool dude. Everyone's just fine with it. You know, he is the, um, Pokemon evolution of Paul Chris. <laughs> just, just happy. No real face to Paul Chris. <laughs> Even though Paul Chris is objectively better at his job than Kirk, like, <laughs> He's playing the long game but, here. And so but they're I both playing the long game. But that's why Ferentz is still the CEO. Like, uh-huh. it could be Paul. It could be. But he uh-huh. just doesn't want it. He yeah. just doesn't want it. Yeah, at this point in time, he's like, you know what? I'll let the old man ride it out. Maybe I'll be the guy after. Who knows? We'll find out. I'm just going to wear this gray sweatshirt and keep showing up. Well, if PJ's not in jail, he might be the CEO. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. The volatility there is 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 fairly extreme. <laughs> this is a, a high ceiling for him. Um, very low floor. We call that as well. Remarkably low floor. The, <laughs> the low floor is potentially a lifetime in prison. 
Like that's <laughs> that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. In or terms of, uh, or skyrocketing gains for the organization. Oh my god! Or just all time stock prices. Like like you've never seen them before. Just absolutely never seen them this high. What it's, we do know is jail is a certainty. We just don't know when. We're just not sure when, and that's kind of the fun. You just, you just, just don't know. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, that was really fun. I love doing these, and I really hope that we can continue to update them or find some way to just keep talking about them as the, the year goes on, because I always enjoy doing these types of things. So here's something. As we get ready to sign off, um, if you guys want us to rate more things or like groups of actors, coaches, players, like whatever, like I think I speak for you, John, and say we're down. I'm in. I mean, why not? So I can do it. Uh, yeah. So, all right. Well, this felt good. I'm glad that we got back on the horn, did this again, a um, little bit of normalcy. As, as stated previously, um, we will probably be alternating between this and the stream every other week. So uh, we'll run a poll um, probably next Monday and ask what games you guys want to see. But we're always open to suggestions. So if you guys got anything you want to send us, please, please do. But, um, John, this is uh, this is good, man. Let's just let's ride this thing out. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, I will say the stream we're talking about, if you join, you are able to watch it live with us. It won't just be like a recording. So you can watch it live and chat um, with us while watching on the screen. So we can kind of go back and forth. It'll be a little different experience. But um, once we got the uh, technicality down last time, we uh, turned into a little fun. And I think we both had more than enough uh, dad pops. But and we'll have more next time too but uh yeah if you guys got questions or anything like we do it all in real time we're just there to have fun and interact with people any way that we can until we can uh you know go to a tailgate again together someday so um all right man well i think that does it sounds good to me all right man well um guys as always thanks for sticking with us we appreciate you listening and we will catch you next week see ya